coming to you from the lab where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Key, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I talk with the owner of a company focused on home-built 1911s and take a deeper look into home pistol builds. I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. And as always, I cannot start the show without the big man across the table. My co-host, Big Keith, is in the house. Big man, how we doing? Doing good, buddy. You got some uh, fresh air in the bicycle tires, getting getting into the season here. Cool. Start start riding up to your house instead of uh, driving like a lazy man. Yeah, I have to say that uh, the weather was beautiful today. Oh, it's been. I was like, it's been so good. It was supposed to rain the other day, and then I was like, uh, I was like, the rain didn't come, and beautiful weather did come. Yeah, cool. I that uh, over the weekend, the day that that uh, big storm was supposed to come, we only got the wind. I was like outside in the middle of that wind with those dark clouds coming in, playing flag football with the kids. Yeah, and a couple of people were driving by, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe I'm not winning Dad of the Year award <laughs> when there's threat of thunder and lightning." <laughs> Uh, they were okay. They didn't blow away. They didn't blow away, and yeah. I didn't see any lightning, so nobody died. Yeah. Nah, you're, you're, <laughs> Did you die? <laughs> That's right. You're fine. No worries. What else is new? Anything? Nah, nothing no, else is new. You went shooting, right? I did go shooting, actually. I got to shoot uh, some pretty uh, pretty cool guns uh, with um, our buddy Beck, and uh, he uh, let me shoot his original uh, STI before Staccato took him over, and that thing was sweet. Very cool. Race gun. It was a real race gun, man, and I, like, I... It kind of, I I guess I got to say it, it, it shot better than my Nighthawk did. I wow. mean, like, I really enjoyed it. I, I couldn't cool. believe how smooth it was. Different how, animal, uh, though. Totally different animal. Different animal. Yeah. yeah. I just, the the high sights and, like, no recoil. It uh, I was at, had a four-inch slide with a one-inch comp on the end, so it made it, like, a five-inch gun. And yeah, yeah. it was just flat and fast. Very cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. So... I do want to get things cooking today, but before we do, let's talk about our friends over at Target Sports USA. Their everyday ammo prices, as always, are already an outstanding deal. But if you want to save money, check out their Ammo Plus membership. Keith and I are both members, and that gets you 8% off, free shipping on all ammo, order priority, and in-stock product alerts. You can check them out at targetsportsusa.com. And if you're looking to support us and the gun experiment, be sure to join our mailing list. Go to thegunexperiment.com, which by the way, while we're on that topic, go to thegunexperiment.com. You you can subscribe at Apple and Spotify. That's awesome. But if, God forbid, the powers that be, our tech overlords ever shut us down, you will be able to listen to our episodes on thegunexperiment.com. And if you join the mailing list, you'll be notified whenever new episodes come out, any cool uh, updates, anything like that. So it's kind of just a cool thing for you to just be in contact with us, and we love having that contact with you guys. And before we get into tonight's interview, tonight's interview is brought to you by Flatline Fiberco. Chad and the rest of the crew over at Flatline are at Standing Group of Americans, and they're proud gun owners just like you and I. I personally love their padded rifle slings. They make them padded or not, but I like the padded personally. But they have so many great products, I guarantee you're going to find something that makes your next range day better than your last. Everything is made by hand in the U.S., includes free shipping, and has a lifetime warranty. Use the discount code GUNEXPERIMENT10 at checkout to get 10% off. And as always, thank you for supporting the companies that support the show. 
So without further ado, I would like to get into our interview for tonight. Today's guest is the owner of Stealth Arms, a company dedicated to producing 100% American-made 1911 build kits. With a focus on protecting freedom, independence, and craftsmanship, they provide the resources to allow anyone to build a product that can last a lifetime. It is my pleasure to welcome Tim Homan to the show. Tim, how are we doing? Hey guys, doing real good. Awesome. Pleasure Staying to have busy. you. Good. Busy is always good. So pleasure to have you on the show. I really uh, found out mostly about your company from a, a new product that you had put on the floor at SHOT Show this year. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But before we do that, uh, your company seems to have a genuine appreciation for the history of the 1911 platform. Uh, I, I, I think that's awesome. Uh, Keith's a 1911 guy. And so I know that, you know, definitely hits near and dear to his heart, I'm sure. But can you tell us how Stealth Arms sort of came to be? Was this was this something you just started doing 1911s, or did it start somewhere else? Yep. Uh, we started as, uh, a little over 10 years ago. We started in the AR uh, market, like uh, a lot of guys uh, get their start in the 80% world, and it just got so flooded. You know, everybody, everybody knows somebody who makes AR-15s almost, and... Uh, so to, to differentiate ourselves, we uh, we decided to go the pistol route. The 1911, it's this icon, you know, it's been around forever, and and it's fairly difficult uh, to manufacture and uh, to manufacture well. And so we we decided to uh, take the challenge and, and start down that road. And, and early on, uh, we did we didn't really have plans to to make all the components. It just it just sort of happened. We started with the frames, and we were doing uh, jigs and, and frames, and, and helping, you know, the, the at-home builder. And uh, and then we started getting requests for parts. And 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 most of the most of the industry, they, they don't give you much of a discount on on part. You you really can't make a living, honestly, at uh at some of the discounts. And so we uh, we started just you know like the thumb safety was one of our first parts, and, and we just started going from there. And uh, and the other problem with uh, buying parts from other manufacturers, there's so many variations to the 1911. Um, everybody kind of puts their own little tweak on it, and and we, and we do too. Um, but to be able to put a good product for for an at-home builder, you know, somebody that maybe has very little uh, mechanical ability, and and they can pull this off. You know, we needed to make all the parts. Uh, that we could in-house to make it to make it a a flawless, seamless process for them, and uh, and make it a good experience. So so that's how we we kind of it took us years to uh, get all the parts done and and dialed in, and and we still to this day um, are are tweaking things, making making things just a little bit better here and there, and uh, and it's it's really a, a never-ending evolution of of the 1911 platform. Getting into the gun industry is got to be daunting. Uh, especially the climate that we're in politically. Like, are you a, a, a an avid gun guy that just said, you know, I really want to be in this industry? Like, what brought you to just even come close to the industry? I just really liked guns as a kid <laughs> growing up. I always had BB guns, and 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 I I never yeah I've hunted, I've shot deer um, with bow and, and gun, and I just I just like guns, and and I don't know if it's my somewhat competitive nature i played basketball in high school and in college and uh and 
I guess it's it's just kind of that that target shooting. I really enjoy target shooting, and in our 1911s, I I like to shoot fast, and but I also I like to uh, to shoot a distance. Um, I was testing our uh, 10 millimeter the other day, and I found myself at back at 25 yards, 30 yards. You know, just trying to see if I could hit the bullseye, uh, put the bullet in the same hole. You know, from 30 yards, and that's I guess what really draws me is is the the discipline of it's it's mental toughness really it's it's like golf you know um similar when it's just such a mental game and, and you feel yourself after you shoot enough you can diagnose what you did wrong you're like ah oh, damn i pulled a little bit you know come on dummy just focus and and <laughs> yeah. shoot the target you know and and so that uh has always interested interested me and then um so where I, I went to college at hillsdale college up in michigan and they're uh they're a real conservative school um and when I went there, I, di- I didn't really appreciate as much of, of what the college means until until after I, I got out and graduated. But um, they're big on on freedom, and and that's for me. Uh, making a gun at home is is like the ultimate freedom or sign of freedom, and and so that's what really pushed me to uh, to travel down that that road and and provide a, a means for people to, to, to build their guns at home. And that's, that's how the, uh, the phantom jig was born. It was a, a way to provide just everyday people, you know, Hey, you want to build a gun, whether it's a grandfather who wants to leave something behind for his grandson or, or, or what it may be. Uh, yeah. It's funny, funny you say that. Cause, uh, one of the first firearms that I ever personally built was an AR 15 and I did it with my father. I mean, this was, I was an adult, but I, it was just something I wanted to do, and I said, "Hey, Pop, you want to you want to do this with me?" And it was definitely a special thing, you know, being able to to do that together. So I I certainly can relate to that. As I mentioned earlier, the way in which I sort of stumbled upon you guys was you put out a very interesting product uh, at Shot Show this year, one that I'm particularly interested in, and uh, it it the reason why, and we'll get to what it is in a second here, is because it really kind of speaks to uh, a philosophy that I have on how we continue to make the second amendment grow and you know uh, make sure that it doesn't die out and so that that product is uh, what you guys call the platypus and it's yep. a it's a 1911 that takes glock magazines is basically yep. in a nutshell so my first question is uh i know there's a whole thing with like 2011s that you know only a staccato can technically be a, a 2011 that they've yep. coined that is it a is it a true 1911? It looks like it's got could potentially be almost crossing over into that 2011 territory. A 2011, it's actually, um, I believe, it's a trademark uh, owned by uh, Staccato now, formerly STI, and and so it's my understanding that a 2011 is the the two piece, um, you know, whether aluminum or steel, uh, kind of upper part of the lower receiver, your rails, and then you have a secondary lower part that it contains the grip, which is usually plastic, but it can Correct. be some of your higher end guns do aluminum or stainless. And so that's kind of what a 2011 uh, technically is. And uh, so, so ours is one solid piece of, of aluminum at, at the, at the moment. And, uh, and so technically, you know, it's not a 2011, I would say, but it's, it's, it's like this mark, it's marketing, you know, uh, tissue and kleenex you know kleenex is a brand but everybody calls them yeah. tissues or you know that's the same thing and so 
that's kind of what happened with 2011 and and we get that a lot and and really we don't care what you call it right. it's just but to know, be clear it is a double stack correct it is a double stack that is yep you're exactly right okay yep. so now so what made you decide i have my i have my uh viewpoints on this but what made you decide to use glock mags where where did this what made you say there's a need for this we're gonna we're gonna take a, a 1911 and make it take glock mags everybody's um, got glock That's yeah wild. that was yeah so it, it i guess it started when i was younger um we would shoot uh uh i want to say uh not critters is, is not the right word, but uh, <laughs> predators or, you know, like bad animals that destroy, you know, certain, certain things in the, uh, right. the we're farm. Not, we're not shooting, so, we're not shooting lambs or anything, right? You know, like, no, no, no. Yeah, no. And, I thought you said so, predators and I'm like, wait, pre- <laughs> you're shooting predators. Oh man. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and so, yeah, my choice of words there, that was just awful. But, uh, so the 1911, it just, what I hated when I was younger, you can't hold any bullets, you know, and that's what if you, all the, all the gripes about it, you know, you got, the, well, we won two world wars and I know, but you still can't hold any bullets. <laughs> and so it just, that's why I did not like them growing up. And I, and I, I just know a lot of young guys just don't care for them. And, and there's some that do, you know, but, but mostly you just don't. And right. it's kind of like, you know, classic cars, you know, c- kids don't like classic cars. They like crotch rockets and, yeah. and Ferraris. And, and so, uh, as, as growing up, I always shot, I liked, I had some Glocks and I, I liked Glocks, but I, but I didn't, I didn't love Glocks. And, and as I got older, I really appreciate, I started to appreciate the 1911 and, and, the just the elegance I'll say of it. And, and, you know, damn it, John Browning did a hell of a job designing that thing over a hundred years ago. And if you look at all the guns, you, you look at, you look at SIGs, um, Beretta, you, you, all these companies, what do they all have in common? You know, they all take something from the 1911 and it, it may yeah. look a little different, but you look at the, the action, you look, even clock, you look at, how the gun functions and operates, there's a lot of similarities uh, to that gun. And so we, um, like other companies, can we just thought, you know, we're going to continue to develop this platform. It's such a good platform. It's so just, you can do so much with it. And, uh, and we thought, uh, you know, at Glock Mag, you look at the most popular, if you, if you were to ask, I don't, I don't want to say anybody, but if you'd ask some people what the most popular guns in the, the world are, you know, it's a 1911 and Glock. Uh, SIG is is kind of newer, um, so I, I just don't see where, you know, it's not a 1911 or a Glock. And and for years, you get on the forums and you can see guys asking for it. You know, why can't it? Why can't you do that? And, hmm. and it wasn't a cakewalk. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, you just just you just make just it bigger, wind it up, put, put a bigger mag in there. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, we have right. a we have a friend who's a, a big Glock guy, and he's got you know uh, tons of Glock magazines. And I had shown this to him, and he was like. 1911 that takes Glock mags? Nah, I'll pass. And I'm like, you're a moron. I'm like, yeah. first off, you'd save a ton of money on uh, <laughs> on on just the magazines alone, you know. But yeah, what made you what made you choose the 17 to build around yep. instead of the 19? Was it because I feel like the 19 might be a more common platform, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So 
that was a conscious and and i guess let me say this uh up front everything we do is very conscious there's not one thing on the gun that you know somebody says well this was stupid they should have thought this through we did <laughs> we <laughs> i promise you we did even the name <laughs> and uh and so we chose a 17 because it's a 1911 that takes Glock mags It's at first. And so we wanted to start with a full-size 1911, and the only way to do that was for it to accept uh, G17 mags. Okay. Is, is really as simple. That makes sense. As simple as it, as it is, you know. Does, and, that, uh, does, that, does that a little uh, nod to the idea that there may be a uh, smaller version coming with a 19? That's what that sounds like. Um. Yeah, we we've gotten that. Um, it, it it is a, a natural, I guess, progression. Uh, it wouldn't be that hard, difficult for us to to go down that road. We're we're trying to. We had other calibers planned, and all which the, some of them are ready, but we're just trying to make sure we can get all of our current orders and and everything. We're we're not you know so slammed by any means, but we we are a smaller company, and there's a few oh learning curve things that we're we're dealing with um when it comes to you know just just all sorts of things yeah you got to get that efficiency down or else you get in trouble yeah yeah so you yep. and you had mentioned the name so where did the name the platypus come i from? want to know the names that didn't yeah. make it <laughs> yeah yeah oh man the name man there's a, so many names that didn't make it um and it was mainly so we were coming from the 80 percent market we we didn't we weren't well we were well known in the 80 percent market you know for sure but that's a, that's a small market, and, and we were trying to uh, transition into the complete 100% guns. And so uh, we needed to differentiate ourselves. And, and one way was, number one, to make a 1911 that takes Glock mags. Uh, the other uh, whole other topic is, is our online builder. But uh, I, so we, we will get we to thought, that. I, we will get to that. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the name, you know, we, we were, I, I, I distinctly remember sitting in uh, the, our head engineer's office and he says you know let's because we were trying to come up with a name and he says oh it's called the platypus and we laughed <laughs> and 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 thought okay you know and, and then we we did for six months or seven months and but it then stuck. you know the, yeah it did and but we didn't want it to you know <laughs> i didn't want it to and uh and and so we thought because a platypus the animal for for those who don't know it's it's this uh, animal native to uh, Australia. It's really a weird animal. Duckbill, um, beaver tail. It's, it's a, a mammal, mammal right? that lays yeah. eggs. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this crazy animal. And so it just Sounds makes perfect. perfect sense that, yeah, it, it really does fit. And so um, there was, we just, we thought real hard on how to not call it that. And what are we going to do? We, I really, like, I was very stressed out about it. And because you can't, <laughs> You cannot, and you'll see some Reddit posts, some guys out there that say, oh, these guys are idiots. Why would they, you know, I'd like the, the marketing guy needs fired. And, and, but what they don't realize is it was the best name we ever could have called it. You know, that guy. I read somewhere that just, it was, I read somewhere that it was the most scanned thing, like one of the most scanned things at, at SHOT Show. I don't know if it was the yeah. most, but top three, it was top like the four. Top, top two or, yeah, yeah. it was. It was right there. Well, and like, it's like anything else. Like you, you, I'm sure there's someone out there that wants to be some other, you know, badass animal out there or whatever. But the reality is like people are talking about it, whether they love it or hate it. Yeah. They're talking about it. So you almost could say 
from a marketing standpoint that it makes all the sense in the world, right? That's it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who said that just doesn't understand marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's you know probably or he's just mad that he's going to get a gun. You know, he wants he. This is what it is. He's mad because he really likes the gun, but he doesn't want his to say platypus. Exactly. But he really wants it. You're 100% right. Well, you mentioned your engineer. First of all, I just want to say, man, great job because just the yeah. idea that you're able to get a Glock magazine and maintain the 1911 grip, grip angle. angle. I don't know how you guys did it. I don't know. I don't I don't need to know how you guys did it, but that is some voodoo magic that of engineering that was very impressive. So that's the first thing. And then I also noticed that it does have a lifetime guarantee on it. So is that against any kind of, uh, you know, if it's, if it's not firing right, if it's, you know, having malfunctions that all is. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's just really a blanket statement. You know, we, we don't even have anything in, uh, in writing. I, I told a guy on the phone, uh, he, he called in, he's real worried about the warranty. And, uh, and, and he, I said, well, I thought about it for a second. I said, well, listen, it's Thursday night and it's eight o'clock PM. And I'm talking to you on the phone right now. That's <laughs> your warranty, you know? And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I envisioned that, uh, that scene from Tommy boy where he's like, well, if you wanted a guaranteed piece of yeah. shit, like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's great. Yeah. We need to, that's, I need, we need to hang that up in here. That's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So <laughs> you, you talked about, you know, the customization options and, uh, you know, I was on the website messing around when, uh, Mike first had told me we were going to get an opportunity to interview you. And I like felt at one point that the availability or the, the options that were available for me to choose from was like an overwhelming process. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how do you, how do you steer people through that? So, um, we've got, we just got a great group of guys here. And so we developed that in-house and that's why you don't see, you know, why, why are these hillbillies in Ohio, the ones that have the best customizable website builder ever, Yeah, like yeah. in the world ever. And, and it's just because we, we are a small company and we had a vision and we wanted to make it user-friendly, have a bunch of options. And, and, and it's just, it is a battle to try to, we're constantly tweaking it um, when we have problems or people have issues to, to make it as user-friendly as possible. But we we wanted to give people that custom custom feel and, and truly have a custom gun within within certain parameters. But there's still a lot of options. Well, and, you give, I think you to, give very few parameters. I mean, for those of the listeners that don't know, I mean, you can literally interchange colors of individual parts and, you know, like that's nuts. And, and, and I, cause I mentioned this earlier. I mean, you're not just talking. And, and not have a long lead time. I apologize. Like yeah, an unrealistic yeah, yeah, yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Lead time. You, you're, you're saying. Yeah, so that's what it was. It's, we're about six right now, but we're, oh, so, we're, we're still, we're changing something. I know it's still good. Six weeks, six weeks. I waited, uh, nine months, eight months for my Nighthawk to have an iOS. So <laughs> system I, put on. I, I have to say, um, if, if you're listening to this episode, even if you have no intentions of buying one, go play with this thing. I yeah, mean, it's, it's yeah, literally it's <laughs> cool and you can, you can save, you know, different versions. Like I made like four of them. Like I was like, Oh, I, these are, these are all cool. But, uh, 
you know, you can change the colors in everything, every, literally everything, the, the, um, roll stamps, you can change the color, you make the frame one thing, the grip, another, the, the slide, another, slide another <laughs> part of the slide, another, I mean, even the hammer, yep. you can make the hammer one color and then like the little serrations in the hammer, another color. I mean, like it blew my mind and why I really wanted to have you on is one of the things that I always talk about is I truly believe we have to get away from this idea that, you know, gun owners fit one mold and we need to kind of make things, yep. everything's got to be, you know, um, black, you know, black or tan wood. or wood yeah. for fuds. Right. <laughs> and we got to start le yeah. letting people, <laughs> I like wood. You do. And that's fine. Right. Yeah. But, but we got to let people like let them be who they are right and yeah so yeah. it's amazing that you have it and what i can't understand is how much larger companies than you can't figure out how to make their guns this customizable it's amazing so there is and we've gotten that question you know why why did you idiots do this you know and, <laughs> and not and and it's like we we've thought about that you know and it's like yeah why did we and uh elon musk he he mentioned he he has a uh, there's a, a video on him about how he talks about how large it's very hard for large companies to innovate and and that's a really good we don't need to go into too many detail your users can can look that up but but it just they they just get so big and so clunky that it, it's just hard for them you know they've got way more money to to throw at something like this than we do but it's it's like the well compare it to the uh revolutionary war you know how did we beat the Redcoats, you yeah. know? And it was because we had something to fight for. And, and that's kind of, you know, what we, we had something that we really believed in. And even though we didn't have the, the biggest, we, we had no butt. We, like, we, we also had the, we had the Kentucky long rifle too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, but it's just, you know, we, we just were these little guys that just really believed and, and really just tried so dang hard and and really believed in something and and that's why we were able to to create what we did and and continue to we've got so many cool things uh with that builder coming down the the pipeline have uh, you ever thought about like a cool. have you ever thought about like a randomizer uh so what's like what's that remember so like just hillbillies <laughs> <laughs> so like i said like when i was on it i felt like overwhelmed but if i had like a maybe like well, two things I was thinking of. One was like just a randomizer. Like I just hit a randomizer and it just randomly selects a whole no, bunch of things. It just does something. It just okay. spits, yeah. spits yeah. out a gun, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so that's one. Oh, that's and, funny. And yeah. then the second one that I thought was maybe I could you could ask me like a few questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then like yeah. build something based on five questions or eight questions or something like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. You yeah. can give me credit. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I have another, I, yeah, that's a good I, idea. I have another one for you. You know, maybe do something where, you, you know, you have like a, even if it was like an upcharge or something, but like where like someone calls in and you kind of like guide them through the process. Maybe you have someone who's aesthetically yeah. has a good eye for this and, you know, they oh, go, not, hey. Not aesthetically good looking. Yeah, no, we don't, we <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. we don't, we don't care what you look like. <laughs> But, you know, you get somebody yeah. who's good at design work, you know, and yep. and you say, hey, you know, this person will kind of help walk you through um, a uh, 
like a concierge. Yeah, concierge. concierge. That's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's you. exactly what I'm thinking. So anyway, just a couple of things because it is definitely overwhelming. You can tell Mike my ideas were better than his. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Much, mine are much cheaper too. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, so the other thing that you had mentioned too that you're you're you know you're using aluminum for your frames other than weight. You know, are there any other advantages to using aluminum? Um, so the, the manufacturing process is definitely, um, it's, it's more, it's easier to yeah. manufacture, uh, for softer us, metal, you know, right? So, yeah. Yeah. There, there's things you can do with aluminum, uh, that you can get away with machining wise that you just wouldn't be able to with steel. And so it keeps the cost down, but, but really it, it's, it's really weight. Um, we, we come in just a little a, a little heavier than uh, than Glocks, but lighter than the the typical 2011s, um, because they've got usually it's polymer with a steel mm. uh, upper half of the lower, and so uh, we're we're light we're like right in the middle, and uh, and everyone really weight weight's a big deal, and and they like that it's not a a plastic gun. Yep, and. And they, you know, and, and we got guys like your buddy, whoever that was, that said, oh, he just, he just doesn't like it yet, but he will. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just, you know, we, we are bringing, just like some of the 1911 guys, the diehards are like, ah, ah, witchcraft, you know? And, and so it's, they're going to like it because it, it is, it's just the best of both worlds. You know, you got yeah. the 1911 trigger and, and on the website you can choose if it's a competition gun, you can have it a little lighter or a carry gun, a little heavier. Um, but it's a nice crisp trigger, which is, you know, everybody loves 1911s for the trigger. That's what the, all these guys sure. talk about, you know, and, uh, but you got the capacity of a Glock and, and it's just such a fun gun it really is. Yeah. It's, it's a great idea. I mean, yeah. I don't know why 1911 purists seem to have such an issue with it, but you know yeah and we haven't had that much trouble i really thought we would have had more trouble um than i just we didn't know what we, we really didn't know what to expect because we were launching this this all happened all at the same time we launched our builder which is unprecedented and we launched the 1911 that takes clock mags which is unprecedented and or at least g said there's another company out there i think they uh i uh got a shout out to them because they they do um some it's like a uh, Glock 43 uh, magazine. So I, I want to be clear on that, that I'm not just, you know, saying Glock in general. It's, it's the G17 mags, I guess. But um, they just, we, we released all that at once. And then the custom gun in two weeks, that's just three things that's like, bam, overload to the industry <laughs> that nobody's ever done before. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is people, quote unquote, have a problem with it, but if you ask 1911 people, even people that are fans of them, they'll tell you one of the biggest problems tends to be the magazines. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, exactly you know, right. I I literally had some brand new Wilson Combat 10 rounders that I was breaking in the other night. Top of the line. Top of the line, you know, and I had two out of five that wouldn't feed properly. They like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what exactly it was, but <clears throat> I actually think the, well, Beck was there. I was, was it nine mil? No, they're 45s. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Single stack, uh, 10 rounders. But that's a big deal when yep, it's a gun yep. you're going to carry. I mean, well, like you want to make sure it's I will, good, right? I carry factory mags 
for my carry, I bought the Wilson Combats to shoot competition with. You gotcha. know what I mean? I, and I wanted, like uh, Tim said, I, I wanted I wanted all the rounds. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, all the uh, rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, all the rounds yeah. in New York when you carry and all the rounds on a 1911 or 10. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So Dang, a New York. Yeah. So, Tim, you uh, mentioned earlier about the Phantom Jig. So, uh, yep. first off, is that a one of a kind tool? Like, is that something you guys have created and trademarked? It looks very cool. We uh, we created that ourselves, um, and and so we're we're big on trying not to, uh, you know, original ideas, you know, and uh, and so the Phantom Jig was completely uh, our idea. There was there was nothing like it at the time, and. Uh, and it was just a way to allow anybody with a, a, a drill press and a, and a vice at home to, to be able to create their own 1911, you know, in their workshop and, and not a lot of time. Yeah, it's it's so cool because uh, it's very hard to explain it. I actually, had, I, I saw the item on your, uh, on your store and I'm like, what does this do? And then I had to watch a video and I watched the video. It made a ton of sense for me, but... I, I can't even describe it. So if you're out there, I suggest you go look on YouTube and see what it does. But basically, you you don't need any kind of machining. And it's really cool. You know, we've obviously shifted gears from having a custom-made gun to making your own gun. But I have to say, I could completely see me losing focus because that have, tends to happen with me yeah. and screwing up a frame. So I personally genuinely appreciate your one replacement guarantee. I yeah. think that's very yep. cool. Yep. Did did you have that many people screwing this up that you were like we need to do this? Um, so it started out as a way because uh, we again like unheard of, just small little company, and so we we wanted to give people confidence that hey, if I don't if I you know if I can't do this, I just send my frame back fifty bucks and I and I get a new one. And so it was it was really about building confidence that that hey, you're not out. 165 bucks if you screw this up it's just 50 bucks and and that's what it started uh out to be and then we did have it wasn't the vast majority of people you know i'd say i don't know five percent or so um maybe a little higher but it just it just got to be this great tool because we made so many friends and so many loyal customers because i there's nobody else that does that and Mm -hmm. And and it just that's what our focus has always been customer uh, first and and right now we're we're getting just a lot of emails and and uh, and that's why I told you I was going back to the shop uh, to, to try to catch up on some emails and, and getting back in touch with some of these customers but that that's what the focus is it's it's customers first and then let's figure out how to how to make it cost you know cost uh, effective second first off when I was calling and inquiring to get you on the show. I called, I spoke to a, a young lady. She was very, very pleasant, very nice. And I said, you could tell, I said, this could just be like in someone's, someone's garage. I, not that I think you are, right. but, but it could be like, yeah, yeah. it was just a very, yeah. very, like you could tell that you're a, a small company that probably, you're probably very close to your employees. And yep. obviously from everything you've said, you're trying to put the customer first. <laughs> you're, you're speaking to people on the phone, <laughs> like you said, and it's speaking it's obvious. Of, speaking to us two knuckleheads. Yeah. It's it's yeah. obvious it's obvious what you're trying to do here. You know, I think what you guys are doing is is great. I know for you had mentioned earlier that you guys had started out with AR fifteen eighty percent builds yep. and you kind of explained why you went away from that. 
have you ever considered bringing it back or or is there any other platforms you would consider doing a 80% build not not really the the AR it just man it's just so hated you yeah, know and yeah. and 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 but that's that's that that is reason alone to do it so if if there was nobody doing it anymore and and it was you know there was a need for that we would we would look at it because we would feel maybe a responsibility to to keep it alive for yeah. for the right reasons yeah. you know and uh there's just so many people that are doing it it, it just doesn't you know it, and it's really not a hard gun to build that's the other thing um it's it's a fairly easy uh platform that's why there's so many guys doing it sure and not that they're all the same you know they're not there's there's some high-end companies doing some things a little different but um, compared to all the parts and pieces of a 1911, it's just just a more challenging uh, firearm, and that's uh, part of the the fun in it. For sure. So I guess I, I have a little bit of a question on in terms of you know you being so 80 percent focused, like you said early on, and yep. now more you know complete custom build kind of thing. What was it like, you know, being a part? or being in the industry and in the spotlight of 80% kits, you know, <laughs> yeah. was it, was it like full crisis mode or what was it like? Um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy for us. We, we were kind of, we were always low key, you know, we didn't, uh, and, and I will say, you know, the guys, the Glock 80% guys, I, I feel like they ruined it uh, for everyone or, you know, may, and maybe it's coming back a little, but they just, they were so in your face marketing wise, you know, they, they, they tried to make it so easy and, and to show the world like, Hey, look, you can build a gun in, in 10 minutes. And I'm not saying it was 10 minutes, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's what they portrayed. <laughs> and, and I just, from the beginning, I just didn't appreciate that because I felt like those guys, it was a race to the bottom with those guys. And, uh, and I just thought that that was not the right way to go about it where, you know, we, we probably didn't make as much money as they did during that stint, but you know it wasn't because of stealth arms that the eighty percent stuff got all the negative attention. Yeah, you know? did, did and, you and so, did you have to deal with with a lot of you know fallback out of that with the ATF and like? No, we we didn't have a whole a whole lot there. Uh, you know, just just a little bit, but. We just, we also, you know, some of these guys uh, in the industry, it, it just seems like they, they go looking for trouble sometimes, mm-hmm. and and you guys probably see that. Um, but we, we want to protect the Second Amendment, but we also d- are trying not to poke the bear at the same time, you know, and and that's where the name Stealth Arms comes from. Uh, that's exactly where it comes from, mm-hmm. and uh, and the Phantom Jig, and you know, we're just this kind of stealth company just feeding the underground you know the the people not and not exactly that depending on who you are listening to this but (laughs) but it's just just about freedom you know it's about freedom and and that's there's certain people that just are not they just are not about freedom and they'll say one thing but they just you some of the actions that you take you you cannot be for freedom if you're you know doing a certain thing and they'll say well it's it's for this, you know, it's for your protection. Their definition of freedom is just a little different than ours, I think. You know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, their, right. their freedom is, you know, the government coming to my rescue and, and yeah. freedom of being able to pick up food off of a grocery shop without store shelf without having to think about it. And, yeah, you know, that that's that's the difference, I think, there. Um, yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, I'm I'm glad that you were able to sort of pivot, right, and that you didn't get yeah. stuck into this pigeonhole of of getting sucked down into it. But I just was kind of thinking, like, man, what was it like to? I mean, almost overnight, right? Like almost overnight, it just became this big thing, and like you you can still sell them, but now you just got to sell them with a serial number, correct? Yeah, yeah, and and there are guys that still they don't care. They, they were not most. Man, uh, most of our customers, you know, very, very few times did we get any calls from, you know, the FBI or, or anybody that wanted to do a little bit of, because as being in the firearms industry, no matter, no matter who you are, at some point you're going to get uh, a call from, from the FBI or, or some organization, uh, police organization that wants to, wants your help trying to solve some sort of, whether it was a crime or whether you know, somebody had a gun and they shouldn't, they weren't supposed to have a gun, you know, something like that. And yeah. and so we, we did not have very, that much stuff going on with us because our, you know, we're high end, our, our kits were 1100 bucks. Yeah. And so yeah. your, your bad guys just aren't, they're not going for those, right. you know? No, not uh, when they can build five for, of them, you know, for the right, same price. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we really, you know, we're, we're kind of, low key but but everything did get shut off uh back in in august or whenever that was so before we move on to our next segment uh where can people find you what's the you know the best place to look for you guys you know our website stealtharms.net uh we are active on uh facebook and a little bit on instagram but uh we we really try to do a good job with answering answering the phone and, and we, we really take pride in that we we really um we want to be the gun company I don't, I don't know if you guys have any experience with i'm sure you do but not only gun companies it's any company now oh you know, sure you just, oh, yeah. so they don't even have a phone number posted on the website yeah. it's like it's not even an option and uh and that just man i'm a phone call guy and it's like you know hey i'm not gonna waste your time just give me Give me 20 seconds. I, I'm, I really have uh, little patience. I think that's my problem. And uh, and I like that human touch of I'm with uh, you. just you learn so much from a phone call. You know, there's yeah. things that you didn't you weren't planning on. And now you you learn something and it's like that totally changed, you know, everything. A quick story that's that's sort of in line line with exactly what you're talking about. I yeah. bought a used used mech uh, mech reloader. And I was having problems with like a cr- the uh, the crimp stage uh, of his shot shell, and uh, I called them up. I bought it used, gave him a serial yep. number. I had somebody on the line telling me where to add a washer to fix this problem in like ten minutes. It's, yeah. It was crazy. That's a good feeling. Like, yeah. When that happens, it's a good yeah. feeling. So uh, I explained to you what running gun was uh, earlier. You ready to play this? Yeah, yeah. All right, Tim. Number one, what is your favorite gun in your personal collection? Oh, man. I would say my Ruger Mark II that uh, my dad gave me. What gun would you buy if money was no object? Uh, Barrett 50. If you could have a drink with one person, living or dead, who would it be? Jesus. Favorite caliber? Uh, 45. Favorite hobby, not gun-related? Uh, flying. I'm a, I'm a pilot. Yeah. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? That flying. <laughs> <laughs> All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Uh, man. Uh, trained. Is it better to be loved or feared? Loved. 
rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Uh, rifle. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? Uh, my brother. Let's mix it up. All right, Keith. Not d- towards the bottom of the pack, but uh, not the last. <laughs> not the last. <laughs> not, not the, the last. last. One minute and one second. The rec- record is just under 37 seconds. Holy cow. <laughs> well, yeah. if, he, if, he was, if he was reading the damn questions faster. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that one on the chin. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah kidding. Yeah. So on this episode of Let's Mix It Up, we're going to discuss the process of building a 1911 at home. And before we do that, Let's Mix It Up is brought to you by Ridgeline Defense. Ridgeline is one of the nation's premier training facilities and offers programs based on proven tactics and real-world experience. Their highly trained staff specializes in pistol, carbine, precision rifle, breaching, sniper operations, and low visibility force protection. If you're looking to take your skills to the next level, you've found your new training partner. Check them out at ridgelineshooting.com. Let's talk 1911 builds at home. So if somebody's looking to do this, so first off, we already kind of talked about the whole idea of uh, the crackdown and stuff, but I noticed on your site that it says, are you guys not allowed to ship to California? Is that true? Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're really not shipping, um, 80%, uh, frames right now without serial numbers. Okay. And, and so like at all, there, there are some companies out there that are, they've got injunctions against, uh, you know, what the ATF did, I guess. And, yeah. and so they're still shipping, you know, 80% without serial numbers, but we are, uh, doing the, the serial number thing. And so. That kind of, I believe that complicates uh, California. And, and we may, you know, it's just so complicated. And so maybe we're able to, we, we've had some guys reach out to us, dealers, say, hey, hey man, it's okay, you can do it. And it's like, ah, yeah, but can we, you know? <laughs> and so that's, that's just part of the problem. But okay. There seems to be some traction against, you know, maybe, maybe some clarity coming down the road. Okay, but, now what about yeah, guys like us in New York? At. New York's good to go? Serialized, um, man. I think. New York's screwy. Yeah, I think I think you guys are are okay yeah, as long I'm, as uh, the serialization, you know, yeah. is, is the big. That's that, really all we're worried about. That's what I thought. Yeah. So someone decides they want to build one. Uh, do you sell like? Is it a kit that you just? I say I want one, or do I have to kind of hand pick my parts? What's? Um, yeah. So you go on 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 the website, and and we recently we've started uh, bringing things over from our builder. And, and making it more of a sort sort of a, a semi custom uh, build, I guess. I'm going there right now to uh, to see exactly where we're at. So if you so can go we. to the complete build kit, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, okay, you are. Um, so you know, we don't have. You're not spinning a gun around or anything, but but you have all the options, and and you have the uh, the optic cuts now on this one that we didn't have before. Okay. Um, all the the slide. Uh, slide cuts and, and all that stuff. And, and it is limited. You, you so still have like some indeed. finish options. Yeah, yeah. And you can't go crazy colors with this one. With these, Not uh, crazy with this <laughs> one, yeah. And we, we really recommend it's best if you don't get the frame finished first. Uh, you can oh. do it. and and But it just, you got to be so careful when you're finishing the frame that it's it's just not worth the extra stress of man i hope i don't scratch it you know yeah, just right just get it done you know so, send it out later that's what i was going to ask so if i get it raw 
and then I put it all, you know, kind of, I guess, uh, mock it all together, yeah, right? It, yeah, get it, get it all together. It's good to test, fire it, function, test it, you know, get it, get it really working, you know, and the heck, shoot a hundred rounds through it or, or whatever, and uh, and then send it off to your Cerakote guy and, and let them let them go at it. And so, for people that are home, you basically you have a kit. The kit is one thousand ninety five dollars for the kit, serialized. And then, Keith, yep. if you can kind of scroll with me as I do this. Yep. So you start off, you pick up your, you pick your caliber. You have choices between 45, 9, 40, 10 millimeter, and a 38 super. So you start with your caliber. Then you pick your style, which is your standard sort of classic 1911 versus your tactical, which would have a Picatinny rail on the bottom. Uh, after you choose that, you choose your trigger guard, which you have a choice between a round or a square. Uh, what, what is yours, Keith? Round? Round. Yeah. So yeah. I think the round is more traditional, right? Yeah. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. Then you go to your size. You government. Your That's the only size. Government or command. <laughs> government yeah, or yeah, commander. Yeah. Damn fuds. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I sit across from one all the time. And then you have your rear cut. So your classic or your bobtail. Bobtail. Front strap, smoother, checkered. Keith. Uh, checkered. Checkered. <laughs> and then from there you go into your back strap, your slide style. Uh, slide style is pretty cool, right? So you have your Listen, chain. Listen, I'm all about the optic cut. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in on that. <laughs> so uh, Optica, you guys offer the RMRCC, Delta Point Pro, Acro. Holosun. Holosun. So there's a bunch of options. And then finally, your frame and your slide, you have your choice of finish between raw bead blast or black Cerakote. So those are kind of the options. What do you, I'm curious, what do you see most people pick? Do most people go for a real classic look or? Um, it's, it's about 50-50. It's about Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's about right down the middle. Yeah. And it's kind of like got America. So many options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just like it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, you know, we, we've got so many options because we don't, we always, we always get, we, we want to have something for everybody. And, and that's what our, our builder has shown us that there, there's so many different people out there that you can't, you just can't make a gun that these big manufacturers and, and I understand that they're, they're big and they, that the mass produce and they just have to pick something to mass produce. But if you just, man, you, you just don't give anybody any options. You're, you're just, as an engineer, you're just sitting here and say, well, this is what we're going to give them to buy. And that's what they got to buy. That's it. You know, yep. it just, it makes me cringe. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. So this is a little off topic because we were talking about, um, 1911 builds, but the platypus obviously is a big part of what you guys are doing now. And so yep. people that are listening with that, it's kind of the same thing. You get to choose kind of your trigger style, your hammer style, but it's the colors that really sets it apart. I mean, you yeah. can do, yeah. actually, I take that back. There's different slide cuts you can do. There's so much you can do with that gun. Uh, way more options on the platypus. So if you're really into like really customizing a gun, I mean, there is a That's unlimited... You can go, you know, totally to the left, but even some of the like normal style, you know, tactical looking, yeah. you know, guns are just uh, the ones that I've seen from Stealth Arms in in promo pictures and stuff like that. Some yeah. of them look awesome, threaded, oh. threaded barrels. Yeah. yeah, you know, I didn't see any with compensators. Did you? Is there any? Yeah, we haven't done that yet. We're uh, we're going to be working with a, a company to kind of help help get us into that that's all kind of in the works because we, we do get that question i mean quite a I, bit. i'm yeah. so into this thing i think it's so cool you know like i said i've built like four or five of them 
But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love that you guys offer the uh, the mag funnel. And I mean, there's just so many yep. different things you guys offer. Very cool. And on top of all of that, I'm really waiting for you guys to come out with one that takes 19 mags so then I can kind of take my Glock. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's it's very, very cool. With, as far as the, the builds, the, the 80% builds are, how difficult is it? Um, it, so it is, that's, that's another reason why we, uh, got into making all the parts, um, because we wanted to, 1911s historically, you know, the, they, they were, they were all gunsmith fit because the parts were, they just needed to be put together so precisely. And, and the manufacturing of the day wasn't to, it wasn't what it is now. And so you, you just would have to hand fit so many things. And, and, and now with modern manufacturing, we're able, there, there's still some things that, that get, get attention, you know, from, from our guys, but and girls. Um, but we're able to produce these parts in a, in a way that is, uh, not, we don't like the term drop in because drop in usually in, in the industry, it's, it's like sloppy, you know, it just, it's just going to fit no matter what. And, and ours, uh, it's, it's more of a, I guess a custom drop in, you know, where it's, it's going to go in, but it's, it's going to be a real nice, clean, uh, look and, and not be sloppy. It's, you know, it's, it's tough because everything I've ever heard about the 1911 is first off, even some that are like mass produced by major gun manufacturers. I've heard like horror stories where they just, you know, yep. you got to send them out for more work because they're just not reliable. You know, they don't have the, yep. the, the fit and finish or the feel that you would want. The trigger's not right. So it's just like, it's, it's tough to think that I could do a good enough job uh, you know, as a, a, a mass producer, although you could argue that the quality control is probably better if you're doing it yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, but, but the reality of it is, is this is really something that if your goal is, I just want to build one and it's like a hobby, you guys are providing that as an option. And I think that's amazing. It's great. Right. Yeah, it, it is. And and we, we really set you, set you off on the right foot and, and make it as, as easy as we can to, to set you up for success. And then, you know, as you get down to the the wire, and if you have questions, you know, you can call. Sometimes our it's a little hard to get a hold of us nowadays. You might have to call a couple times, but we're always here to to help walk you through the the, the little issues. And and most of them are re- repetitive. You know, they nobody looks at our frequently asked questions. We found, <laughs> but uh, that I is did the today. thing that we we actually, <laughs> okay. Uh, but it just seems like. Uh, the, the computer guys, they, they said here at the shop, they're like, you know, let's get this frequently asked questions. We got to get this. But, but they think differently than, you know, some of the, the normal gun guys, I'll say, that call in. You know, they don't even look. They just call because they're excited and they just want to talk to somebody. And uh, so we, we, we got, we've gotten pretty good at, at knowing which questions are asked frequently and, and which problems arise and, and, and all that stuff. And, and yeah, it's, yeah we're, we're, we set them up pretty good for success. That's great. Great philosophy. Well, listen, Tim, I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, discussing stealth arms with us. Both Keith and I, we definitely love to tinker with firearms. And I really appreciate your genuine desire to allow people to participate in the American tradition of building 
and personalizing their own firearms. So I think that's amazing. Uh, to everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Discord so we can keep the conversation going.